Good morning, or it could be good evening or good afternoon. I always forget you're not going to listen to this when I record it, obviously, but I hope you're having a lovely day wherever you are. (laughs) I can't believe it's Saturday morning already. I'm meant to be going to Manchester. Well, meant to be. I am going to Manchester in an hour and I'm not dressed. I have not done anything, but it's fine because it's going to be fine. I'm going to pack in time. It will all be okay. (laughs) So last week I also went to Manchester. I feel like I go to Manchester most weekends at the moment. But then I was like, why not? Because I have the weekends off. There's way more stuff going on in Manchester. Louis's there and I want to see him. So it makes more sense. Just the train ticket's a little bit expensive. But we ignore that. But last week was really fun. We ended up going to this um, kind of like rave, but kind of like an undergrad. Like it wasn't a big, big one. It was kind of like, I don't feel like a lot of people knew about it. It, I don't know how Louis knew about it, but he just did. Um, And we ended up going and we went with his house, which was really, really nice because I feel like it's really nice when you get to put faces to names, when you get to kind of, when you hear stories about people and then you get to know who those people are. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's nice to be able to kind of picture things in your head, especially when you're long distance. I feel like there's a kind of because you talk on the phone so much and that type of thing, it's really nice to be able to do that, to put a face to a name and to see like kind of how it all goes together, if that makes sense. But last weekend was lovely. We ate so much good food, so much good food. It was incredible. It was incredible. Me and my bank account hated it, but I loved it. It was great. But then what else has happened this week? Honestly, I feel like I have just worked constantly all week. Like I don't really not work at the moment especially because I feel like on the Tuesdays and Thursdays when I work at the bar because I finish so late I then sleep in on like the Wednesdays and Fridays which kind of takes out my morning because I only ever start work at 12 so it's it's kind of weird but we're keeping going because if I want to go traveling or if I want to do something else we need money to fund that and also I am enjoying both my jobs like I do actually really like them I thought I wouldn't but I am really enjoying them I feel like working at the bar has given me experience working on bar which I had never had before and it was quite it's quite a calm bar to work out like it's not that intense which I feel like is the perfect place to learn if that makes sense. But yeah, I'm going to Manchester again today because we're going to a warehouse project, which I'm really excited about. I don't know if you guys know what a warehouse project is, but have a little Google. It's like this massive, clues in the name, massive warehouse where loads of DJs come to play between September and December in Manchester. And today is Alan Fitzpatrick, which was like when me and Louis saw them at Creamfields, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. The audience was incredible, just the crowd, everything was insane. So me and Lou were like, we have to go and see them again this time. And we got cheaper tickets, which is so good. So it only cost us 20 quid rather than 42. So I had to go. It wasn't a choice. We're also going to go to Oktoberfest, which I'm not really sure what it is. It's like, I think it's like a German beer festival, but I don't know if it's German. I don't know why that's in my head, but I think it is. And I think I need to book tickets for it. And I've just reminded myself, but I will report back on what that situation is like, because to be honest, I don't really like beer, but I want to go. I think it's going to be a fun thing. Oh, I'm just looking at the time. It's 10.52 currently. I definitely need to leave the house in an hour, but we're fine. Oh, other exciting thing that's happened. I started applying for a new internship. I'm not going to say anything else about it because... 
I don't want to say anything else about it in case nothing happens about it but I feel like it's exciting and I'm glad that I'm like still looking at other things I could be doing rather than just feeling like I'm settled now do you know what I mean like I feel like when you're in a kind of steady routine it's so important to make time to be able to look at other opportunities to check that you're constantly growing it's really easy to feel comfortable when you're in a routine that you're constantly busy So that's why I feel like it's really important to make that time to look at other opportunities, to think about what you want to do, which kind of leads nicely onto the topic of today's episode. So today's episode is pretty, it's going to be a little quick one, a little snippet one of daily things, daily habits, daily moments, daily things I do each day that have been life-changing for me. So at the start of this year, I decided I was really, really just going to trial out like manifesting gratitude, kind of explore that area of life because I got interested in it in December. But I was like, no, this year I'm actually going to try it out and see what happens and try it for a year. And if nothing happens and nothing what I want to happen happens, I haven't lost anything because it probably wasn't going to happen anyway. But if I try changing my mindset and seeing if it makes me happier or less anxious because I can get really, really anxious at times. So I was hoping that this kind of different type of mindset would help me deal with that. And guys, it has been life-changing. It has helped me deal with that. And I couldn't recommend it enough. I also just recently, I remember posting on my stories, I read, well, I didn't read. I um, listened to Atomic Habits. And that, again, reinforced the importance of what you do each day. The way he described it, I'm going to find the author in a second. Um, it's tricky because I listened to the audiobook. I can't read it to you because the way he put it was really, really well written. But the things you do each day add up the most because they're continually happening, if that makes sense, because they're going to have a compact impact on themselves. If you better yourself by 1% each year, by the end of the year, you'll be 30 times a better person. And it's the idea that a little bit of bettering yourself each day is much better than doing these one big changes. Because although they'll heavily alter your life, these little smaller incremental changes will result in a bigger impact overall. And that kind of really got me started to think on what are the daily habits that I do each day? Because I've always wanted to do certain things. Like I've always wanted to do Duolingo and actually have a streak, but I have never managed it. And I have had that app for a good five years at this point. I've never managed to complete it. And there've been always things in the back of my head that I've wanted to do, continually do, and I just haven't managed it. And so when combining that with the start of this year about my wanting to start doing continual habits, I thought this was a great topic for a little episode for you all. So I think the first thing that I have started doing that has been kind of the thing that's altered my mindset the most and made me feel much happier about where I am and what I'm doing is expressing gratitude, like actually thinking about what I'm happy to have, what I'm grateful for, like focusing on the good things rather than the bad things. And I think that sounds like a really obvious thing. It sounds like something that shouldn't need to be explained for you. But I was finding myself really focusing on the negatives of what was going on. So if I was, I don't know, when I was at university, I was always stressed. I was never never grateful for the opportunity to learn and grateful for this experience and thinking how lucky I am. I was always stressed. I always couldn't believe how much work I had to do. I always felt like I was running but not going anywhere which makes me feel more anxious, which was kind of perpetrating the cycle of negativity. Whereas if you take a stand back, and as soon as I started to take a stand back and realise, 
Nothing bad is going to happen if this doesn't work out, so we may as well enjoy the experience. And I'm not saying there weren't points when I was a mess, like there were. Everyone could say that, everyone could tell you that who knew me in that time. Like I, there were times when I wasn't happy, but it wasn't continual, if that makes sense. I knew as soon as I started to get into that mindset that I had to stop myself sit down, pause and be kind of like a reset. I knew that I could reset myself. And so now each morning I managed to do this using Notion, which I don't know if I've spoken about on here before, but Notion changed everything for my final year of university. But it also changed everything in the sense of journal writing and that type of thing for me. So I don't know why, but I find it way easier to type rather than handwrite. I mean, it dep- if I'm writing like gratitude stuff like that, I find it easier to fit in. I think it's because I'm faster at typing. So I use Notion each day and I have a gratitude page and you click on it and you can do this thing called a daily entry, which is actually so useful. So on the daily entry, they lay it all out for you. You set your intentions, you talk about what's happening that day. Or I just kind of brain dump what's in my head and it could just be a line of thought like just a line of consciousness sometimes like there is no deeper meaning to it it doesn't have to be I think this is the thing with journaling you feel like sometimes you have to journal some incredibly deep and well thought out thoughts and ability to express yourself mine yesterday was just literally a day by a moment by moment of my day of what I was going to pack of that type of thing it's whatever you write that will clear your head that's how I think about it and then under that it has gratitude and you can it just tells you to write three things about that you're grateful for and by doing that each day so I write the three different things and I kind of then I pause and I think about the three different things and I think about how thankful I am for them because I find if I just write them and move on, I don't really consider it that well. I don't really think about it. But if I pause, think back to it and think how useful or how much that thing impacts me, it makes me feel a lot more grateful than if I wasn't. And by using Notion and by using an online version of a diary, I don't know why it's helped me so much, but it really has. I feel like I've found it way easier to just fit in with life because when I'm writing, I tend to go off on a bit of a tangent and I can be there for like 10, 20 and it's like 30 minutes and I didn't have time for that. But when it's on my laptop, I'm kind of just, it can be quick and it can be faster. So one of the first things I would say if you're looking to kind of up level your mindset slightly. I'm going to do a bigger episode on this because there are so many different nuances of what I want to say and different book recommendations, but this is just a kind of a quick 20-minute episode on little things you could do each day if you implemented them for a week, I promise you would feel better. So daily gratitude is the first one. Either by using Notion or handwriting if you're faster than I am, but Notion has been a game changer for me. The second one is reading non-fiction self-development or just development or just non-fiction books not just fiction so for ages I was a solely fiction reader I hated non-fiction I just found it really boring I couldn't get into it if you know what I mean you know that feeling of when you're reading a non-fiction book and you're so invested in the story that it just time just flies you don't even know what's happening because you're reading so fast and you're so immersed in the storyline And I think sometimes it's tricky with non-fiction books is because this storyline isn't always as, you're not as always emotionally invested in the storyline as you are in fiction books. And I think that's what kind of makes me want to read is when I'm emotionally invested in something. So 
I've had to accept these books are not going to be read as fast and I cannot read them as fast. But by reading non-fiction, like particularly self-development books, I have learned so many things and I've really kind of... Because I listen to a lot of podcasts about it and that is one way of ingesting the material and that's been helpful. But by reading it as well, I feel like it's... You take more time over the words so you understand what they're trying to say to you more. Like at the moment, I'm reading The 12 Rules, 12 Rules of Life... Um, by Jordan B. Peterson, as I said earlier, and it's a really interesting self-development book because it's not all—it's not about self-development in a sense. It's more about his ver- his thoughts on life, his thoughts of the best ways to com- best ways to do life, basically. And I find in a lot of self-development books, the layout of it makes it really interesting. So often they're split into kind of chapters but the chapters are actually rules everything's kind of linked but they're also not linked it's like a mini story in each part which I really like I feel like that makes the content much more digestible but just having these books is not enough you need to set yourself a time point or a place or a goal for each day of reading because I found if I just leave it I don't read automatically and this is another thing explained in Atomic Habits because in that book he talks about your brain will always go for the easiest option. So the easiest option is always going to be to go on social media, to watch TV, to do something that is passive because it's constantly entertaining you without you having to put up a lot of effort into it. Whereas reading, obviously that's an active process, your brain's working, you're not passive in that in the slightest, which is why I've really had to be quite strict with myself on how much I want to read so at the moment 20 pages a day mainly because I left this book for ages and I want to get it finished now but if you set yourself kind of five pages one page a day if you do that continually you don't want to break the streak and then all of a sudden it turns into the habit so although I want to read 20 pages I try and make sure I always read one page because then I don't break the reading streak and then I feel like again as I was saying with atomic habits incrementally you're getting through the book more and more and more and you will finish it eventually I think reading a book and doing a little bit each day is a perfect example of the impact of doing a little bit each day because that adds up to eventually a full book and then another book and then all of a sudden you've got a habit and on top of that you've learned so much more information so the second thing after daily gratitude is reading non-fiction, don't limit yourself just to fiction, because the best way to learn about life, the best way to learn about the world and the way you see things, is to learn from other people who have also experienced it, and often these people, like um, the book I'm reading, The 12 Rules of Life, he has done an incredible amount of research, he's written so many other books, he's led, he's so intelligent, so he has done all that research for you, so by reading one of their books, you basically just get the highlights reel, which you can then implement into your life without you having to do that research yourself, which you would never normally do. So the next thing, daily gratitude, daily reading of just one page. Everyone can have time for one page, okay? Pick a book that you wouldn't normally read that's a bit out of your comfort zone. I think that's the other thing about reading each day. You can read things you don't like. You don't always have to read things you like. I mean, it's controversial, but I've read books that I didn't really enjoy. But by reading books you don't really enjoy or listening to an audio book you don't really enjoy, I find that easier than reading it because then I really can't be bothered. But if I listen to an audio book, I'm kind of like, eh, it's okay, I'll finish it. You're exposed to a different, you're exposed to something that you would never normally be exposed to and you will learn something from it. And also, you know more about what you don't like, so you're better at picking what you do like. So there's always that. 
Okay, daily gratitude, reading one page each day. The second, well, the third thing that has been life-changing this year is my ability to control my emotions. And I don't I don't mean control, control my emotions. I'm a very emotional person. I'm quite sensitive. I feel like I feel a lot of things. I'm quite empathetic as well. So if someone's feeling something, then I instantly pick up on it. And it makes me feel that way too, which can be kind of annoying and a bit overwhelming at points. But we move because it's ultimately a good thing. But this means that I can also be really stubborn and not that great at communicating how I feel. I feel like I can be quiet. If something's going on in my head, I go quiet. I go really, really quiet. And I won't really say what's wrong. I'll just be like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Because I don't want to give that emotion to someone else. And I'm also not really sure what it is yet. Because especially if I've taken that emotion from someone else, I don't really have a thing that's wrong with me yet. But I also know it's one of my faults is not being able to communicate more. And I know something that is bad about that is when I strop about it or when I can be really, really stubborn. Like my parents used to call me the snowplow child because I can be very set in my ways about what I want to do, which is something I am working on. I am working on. But one thing that's really helped me work on this process of trying to be better at communicating how I feel and trying to get out of these bad moods because quite often if I got in a bad mood I would let that ruin my entire day like I would stick my feet in and be moody for the rest of the day but I'm really conscious now of realizing it's not a bad day it's just a bad moment and if you solve that bad moment in the moment you can have a good day for the rest of the day and journaling's been really important for that because I think Sometimes when you're in a bad mood, I don't really want to talk to people because I know what I might say. Like the reason behind it might be so stupid and embarrassing that I won't really want to communicate it. It could be as simple as like, I didn't get this thing that I wanted and I don't want to say it out loud because it makes me sound horrific and selfish or something like that. And I don't really mean it. I'm just in a bad mood. So that's why I think I found journaling so useful is because you're able to express whatever you want to express in a totally neutral standpoint and you're also not offloading onto someone else. I think that's the other thing I'm quite conscious about is offloading information or emotions or feelings onto someone else because you don't know how they're going to take it you know if you tell someone something that's annoyed you and why you feel cross and then all of a sudden they feel cross and it's really annoying because then you find yourself comforting them when actually you're the one that wants to be comforted and I think part of growing up and understanding emotions and how you feel is recognizing that when you tell someone something you cannot control how they're going to react so don't expect them to react in a certain way I think I can really be quite, I'm quite bad at doing this. I expect people to react in a really certain way. And when they don't, it annoys me more because I think I should be able to control that situation because I'm the centre of it. When that is not the case at all, you're all different human beings and entirely different entities of your own. You're not, your emotions aren't intrinsically linked and their entire purpose is not to make you feel better, if that makes sense which is why I think journaling makes so much sense because you can control the reaction on that thing. You you can control how that situation is going to go because you're just writing and just write about how you feel. Say anything, say nothing. You don't have to be incredibly good at writing or explaining yourself. You could literally just be, I feel angry, I feel angry because of this. And slowly by writing it out, you'll explore the thought process of what led you to feel angry or sad or 
or jealous or these things and you'll kind of find a link between them and if you do this often and you go back and look okay I felt jealous here here and here and it was set off by this this and this you might find an area in your life that you need to put more work into you might find okay I'm really jealous of I don't know this is just a random example because I can't really think of one but I don't know I'm really jealous about the fact that she's wearing those clothes all the time which actually like when you go down to the root bottom of it, it means like I'm insecure in the clothes that I'm wearing and I'd like to kind of I'd like to explore wearing clothes like that so you go out and you buy a new outfit it's all about kind of self-soothing self being able to look after your emotions when you feel that way not relying on someone else I think that's a really important thing this is a bit of a side note but asking people if they're emotionally available to talk when you want to talk is another really important thing and not constantly expecting people to be emotionally available is again really important because I've had it to me when people have offloaded and I just haven't been in the mindset for it I haven't been in the headspace to offer help to them and it's kind of really affected my mental health then because I've got worse and worse and worse so by asking people are you in the emotional mindset like are you in a headspace for me to talk about this And if they say no, you know you've got backup options. You know you're able to help yourself. So journaling is the next one. Daily gratitude, reading nonfiction books, journaling when I feel weird. Because by being able to self-soothe is honestly such a better experience because you don't rely on the people around you. Not that you shouldn't rely on them, but being able to control your emotions in a mature way will help you, will make you go so far. It will, it is important. I can't express how important it is, but it is important. Okay, the next one. The next thing I have been very conscious about is intently thinking about the goals that I have so that I remain in line to the life that I want to have. So a lot of people call this visualisation or manifestation, but even if you don't believe in those two things, I still think intently thinking and focusing on the goals that you have is incredibly important. Not only does it make you think that they're actually tangible and real and could happen to you, it also makes sure that you remain aligned to the life that you want to have. It makes sure you stay on the track that you want to be on, that you stay focused. As I was saying earlier about Atomic Habits, when you are, when you have atomic habits, when you do something incrementally each day, you're ultimately building to a certain goal. But if you go away from that goal, if you forget, okay, I don't know, I'm trying to learn French, but you stop practicing one day and then you leave it the second day and the third day, you are not staying aligned to that goal that you had anymore. You've gone off the track. And I think that is one of the most irritating things of when you realize it and you feel like it's too late you feel like you've wasted time so by thinking intently about the goals splitting them into manageable areas so that you can splitting them into manageable areas so you can actually achieve the goals I think that's the thing don't set your goals so high that you're never going to reap the rewards from achieving them like don't set yourself okay I'm going to go to Harvard and Oxford but you're only 14 and that's the only goals you have because the chances of you reaching those are going to be in about five years and that's it's hard to stay motivated when you're not reaping any rewards what a better more incremental goal would be okay I want to achieve A's in my tests next week and by setting yourself incremental goals and celebrating those small wins you are more likely to stay on track because 
you are remaining, you know, you have little proof things that you are remaining aligned to the life that you want to have. I also think another really good thing to do is to keep a kind of a journal. It could be online. It could be wherever you find it easiest to write, basically, of small wins that you've done. So small things that have happened throughout your year that have been really positive. So I don't know, maybe you passed your driving test or you booked your first driving lesson. You did... To know you learned a new recipe, you cooked for your family, you learned how to put a wash on. I don't know, but small things that you've always wanted to know how to do as soon as you do them, put them in a list at the back of your book, and then by the end of the year, you have a list of all of your little achievements that you hadn't done the year before. And I think that can really help you keep aligned with your goals when you're constantly tracking your goals, you're constantly tracking what you're achieving because it's motivating. I'm really guilty about setting two bigger goals and not feeling motivated to do them because they feel so far in the future. But that's so negative, really, because because the key of staying aligned with your goals is staying motivated. I think another key thing that is staying aligned to your goals is never skipping a day twice. This was a thing mentioned in Atomic Habits, which really kind of struck me as something that is key. The key to staying motivated, to staying on track is that it's okay to skip one day. Things happen. Everyone recognizes this. What the issue is, is sticky, is skipping the second day. Is not continually getting back on to the track. It's not, okay, something happened, but I'm back now and staying on the track. I think this is what my issue would be. I'd stop and then I'd just give up. And that would be, I think, okay, I've stopped it now. There's no point carrying on. But that is so wrong. What I realised this time with Duolingo is it doesn't matter if I skip one day or two days, which you're not meant to do, but sometimes it happens. What matters is starting again and getting back to that point of keeping on going. And by doing that, eventually you will reach your goals because eventually it will become a habit and you will want to stick to it all the time. I think when you stick, when you skip things for one, two or three days, you can feel like you've wasted all of that time beforehand and I can get quite panicked about it. But a thing that has constantly been sticking with me at the moment is the thought that it's never too late and I have time. I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to achieve things in a certain time frame and feel like if we don't, all that time spent trying to achieve it has been wasted, like we're on this constant ticking timer. But the reality is we're not. And when you take a deep breath and you look at what you've done and if you wish you'd done more, you still have time. It's not over. You haven't wasted that time. You were doing something else. Be kind to yourself and be excited to start again. By thinking kind of, it's never too late and I have time, You kind of realise it's all going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. It doesn't matter. You're not on this rat race of life. It's not always a competition. It's not always about can you complete it first or second or third or where are you in this point? I feel like social media has made it so we think all these things are constantly against each other or I haven't done this and they have and they have and they have and they have. But breathe. That's been another really important rule of my life this year. It's never too late and I have time. I promise you, thinking that when things get really overwhelming has been a pretty life-changing thing for me and it's really helped me deal with my anxiety. It's really made me feel a lot calmer in myself and the path that I'm on. And the final thing for me has been exercise. Finding an exercise routine 
this year, I feel like I really started doing it in year two of university because I was struggling quite a lot and being able to control my workouts and control going to the gym gave me a sense of control and that made me feel like life was a bit better, that like everything was going okay, even though I was really struggling. But that kind of carried on and then throughout lockdown, again, I kind of turned to exercise as something to do, something to keep me distracted. And now I've noticed my mental health really relies on going to the gym and really enjoys that routine and I feel so much better after it. I really feel like I have more of a sense of purpose after. And this isn't a thing saying I think everyone should go to the gym or anything like that. I think you should find the type of exercise that makes you happy. So I have realised I don't really like running. Saying this, I've just agreed to go for a run with my mum next week, but I don't like running. I don't like going on a treadmill. I don't enjoy it. It doesn't make me feel better, but... I really like doing weights. I find that really fun. I don't know why. It just makes me feel so good when I'm doing it and I really enjoy it. So now I've changed a lot of my workouts to be way more weight focused. I never go on the treadmill ever. I just walk everywhere and I'm like, that is my cardio. As soon as you focus on the fact that exercise is meant to be fun, doing activities is meant to be fun and you think about what you actually enjoy doing, Doing that is so much better than doing nothing because then you are motivated to do it because you enjoy it. I think this is the thing. Exercise is meant to bring you joy. You are not going to find joy if you, I don't know, you go kickboxing and you hate it or you hate running on a treadmill. You are not going to feel motivated to do that. So why are you doing it? Surely it's better to walk, I don't know, three miles a day and really enjoy it and feel great after than forcing yourself to go 10 minutes on a treadmill each day, hating it each time and stopping in a week. Building yourself up to maybe things that you don't like as much and maybe eventually like is so much better than just trying to force yourself to do something that you don't enjoy at all. And I think the thing about exercise and feeling motivated for it I remember listening to this online, listening to this on the radio. I don't know when it was. I was going to uni one day and they said the thing about me wake, they were talking about, they had some insane workout routine, which I'm, I don't, I don't do that. Like some 5am thing. And they were like, the thing people mistake is that they think I'm motivated and happy and excited to wake up at five each day, every morning and do my one hour workout routine. But I'm not, I'm not excited and happy all the time I do it. I'm just determined to do it. I know it will make me feel better. And I think that's the thing about going to the gym or doing exercise or doing something that you don't really enjoy is mistaking the fact you think you have to be motivated and happy for it all the time. Quite often I would feel really guilty when I didn't want to do something because I'd feel like I should be feeling motivated for this and I don't. And that's something negative on my behalf. That's something that makes me not as good as everyone else. But that's not the case in the slightest. So I better run off on now because I've just checked the time. It's 11.22 and I am leaving in 20 minutes. So this is, this is fun. This is exciting. It's gonna be the fastest getting ready of my life. But these are the top tips of so far this year that have been life-changing for me, that have really helped me alter my life set, kind of my mindset, my life set, my mindset and my life to be way more positive and focusing on kind of abundance and gratitude rather than everything that I don't have. And that's been pretty a life-changing experience, to be honest. I feel so much happier now and lighter than I did before. So if you're having a tough week, if you're having a tough year, if you're just struggling a little bit, 
I'd really recommend even just trying one of these and implementing them. Just try it for a week and see what happens and let me know your thoughts. Send me a message on Instagram. My Instagram handle is you've got mail underscore pod. And if you don't already follow me, then check me out there. I hope you'll have a lovely week and I can't wait to speak to you soon. Bye.